It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Free Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. Get caught up if you're not already. Head over to jlnkshow.com. You can also stay up to date. All things that are the Jason Lee and Clark Show, including all the links to uh, social media and obviously the Trust Real Radio Show. And our new YouTube videos. And our new YouTube videos. Coming up on the big podcast today, we'll talk about penis snakes. We'll talk about... Well, sexual red flags. We'll talk about science-backed ways for you to boost your sex life. We'll talk about how men and women view cheating differently. I think part of it is also you have to be able to you have to define cheating before, <laughs> according to the experts, you have to define cheating before you can figure out if you're pissed off about it or not. And we've got our worst person on the planet. It's two of them. They're teenagers, girls, awful human beings. But that's in a bit. Let's start right about here. What if you find out that somebody's banging your wife? That's, Problem, a, that's, that's upsetting. It is upsetting. What if you find out through Netflix that somebody is banging your wife? Well, how would Netflix You can mess know? with my wife. Don't you mess with my Netflix. Yeah, this guy needs to get in contact with Netflix because as he was logging on to his Netflix account, he saw a message, and the message read as follows. Hey, guy. Actually, it says... Hi, guy. I'm fucking your wife. We changed your account email address as you asked. You will no longer be able to use old email address to sign on to Netflix. Please use your new email address. Well, that's pretty problematic if I read that message from Netflix. Also, you can get messages from Netflix? I guess. Guy asked, uh, so (laughs) what am I supposed to do here? Uh, so a lot of people said, hey, you need to get in contact with Netflix and talk to them about, wait a minute, you didn't authorize any of these changes. Uh, the husband uh, says that the couple appears to be in the process of getting a divorce, separating <laughs> assets and property. Yeah, he, he says it's easier said than done than making a big deal about somebody sleeping with his wife while they're uh, maybe uh, going their separate ways. He said this move is simply a slap in the face. Most people did agree and just kind of said, hey, dude, just chalk it up. You're getting toxic people out of your life. And by the way, toxic people tend to find toxic people. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so the wife and the boyfriend, obviously, they, they clearly belong together. I'm just trying to watch my show. I get a message that says, hey, guy, I'm fucking your wife. Yeah, that's not fun at all. All right. How about a penis snake? Can I interest you in a penis snake? And where do you think they're popping up? What was that old Adam Sandler bit from his first album? I got a snake, man. Well, Florida's the answer. Uh, Florida, uh, the penis snake is now a thing. It's, uh, well, it's a snake that looks like a penis. That's causing a bit of a hubbub in Florida. Very little is known about these penis snakes in the wild. (laughs) They're shy. Um, They first began to surface in Florida two years ago. Authorities captured a two-foot-long specimen in the C4 Canal near Miami's International Airport. They put it in captivity where it unfortunately died of starvation. You starved the penis snake to death. Boy, you are not a responsible zookeeper if you don't know how to feed a fucking fish. <laughs> I don't know what a penis snake eats. Come well, on. What happened to it? Well, it appears that he starved. You, you fucking starved the fish? The remains were then sent to the Florida Museum of Natural History, where DNA analysis identified the 
uh, I guess the penile uh, critter. Plus, uh, it's a bummer for the snake. He's like, can't you compare me to anything else? Do I have to be called penis snake? No, he looks like a dick. Definitely looks like a dick. They say that the snake is virtually blind, legless amphibian <laughs> that resides in the jungles of South Africa and Asia. This particular species, uh, also Venezuela and Colombia, it has been observed in the U.S. before. This is not on my radar, says one of the... Uh, the people responsible for keeping track of shit that goes on in Florida. I can't imagine what a job that is. They do say it is a huge surprise. Yeah, here's another picture of it. Yep, it definitely looks like a penis. It is known as the penis snake, uh, a snake obviously, because, well, you got... Yep, yeah, uh-huh. Whoa! It hunts using a pair of face tentacles, not to be confused with testicles, face tentacles that detect snails, lizards, and other prey. They can grow up to five feet long. The good news is they don't pose a threat to humans. They say thousands of penis fish wash up on the beaches of California every year. There's nothing particularly dangerous about them, but they don't appear to be serious predators. And they just eat small animals. And then they eventually, oh, oh, penis snake. He then They then eventually get eaten by larger animals. Oh, like your mother. Hello. How are you doing? Imagine being at the beach in California and there's just sea dicks all over the place. Just penis snakes, as far as I can see, washing up ashore. Researchers are concerned that the uh, the penis snakes are here to stay as multiples have been found in the same body of water. Uh, so obviously they're reproducing. Well, life finds a way for the penis snake. Uh, scientists are not exactly sure how the South American penis snake got here in the first place. Probably smuggled. I don't know how you would smuggle a penis snake, though. Do you, Warren? This penis snake. It was given to me by your grandfather. I had to smuggle it out. Uh, they obviously suspect they've been released by uh, careless owners. And Careless obviously. owners? Who the fuck wants to own a penis snake that has no eyes or, or anything? Probably your mother. <laughs> you want to come home and see my penis snake? Finally, snake guy has a guy to look down on. Penis snake guy. I All right. An aquarium filled with penis snakes. Uh, sexual red flags. Yeah, they'll pop up from time to time. Would we recognize them? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, red flags obviously serve as warnings that there's going to be a fucking rough ride up ahead on this road, or the surf is a little bit dangerous. If you're far enough along into a new relationship and you're starting to uh, maybe consider having a sexual relationship with that person. Maybe you should stop for a second and talk, and not talk, but at least observe and see if any of these red flags have been given to you, you know, that the person that you may plan on sleeping with may be a fucking psycho weirdo. So what are some of the red flags you don't want to have sex with somebody? If they're anti-protection, that's a bad go of it. Are you gonna, Condom? I don't think so. Are you going to take her word for it right off the bat that she's using protection? Are you going to take her word for it that she's disease-free? Are you ready to be called daddy? If she's against you using a condom, you might want to have a discussion. If it's her suggestion, then yeah, I would say back the shit up just a little bit. I'm like, whoa, what? They say distractions are huge sexual red flags. Ideally, there's nothing more important than, obvious, uh, than your mutual orgasms. I don't even know what that is. 
If your surroundings are getting in a way, whether it's the wrong time, the TV, or their vibrating text messages, then sex isn't a priority to them. Oh, I get it. All right, she's always looking for something else to do. I like the fact that she's on her phone in the next room and you're all by yourself. If it's all receive and no give. Sexual red flags. The I got mine attitude <clears throat> gets old really fast, they say. You should pay attention to make sure that there is no deficit between the two. Make sure there's equal amounts of giving and receiving because you are, you're a team. That's right. They also say other sexual red flags snapping out of it. Is that like with a Slim Jim? <laughs> also, she turns and she goes, yeah, I'm not into this anymore. I'm out of this. Uh, We're done. It says a quality quickie is underrated, but it shouldn't be the lifestyle. Getting it on, they say. Then quickly moving on could be a sign that they're only interested in about seven minutes of a good time. And they're not looking for anything more substantial. Other sexual red flags. They say passing shots. I don't need, uh, like so what? They insult you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it says right here. I don't know any other way. <laughs> nice uh, job, penis snake. I'll be honest with you. This is the part that kind of turns me on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Passing says, shots. It says no one really likes to be male, be made to feel insecure. Somebody who takes a passing pot shot at your physique when you're at your most vulnerable isn't someone you want to be around long term. <laughs> All right, I can say I can say there's one sexual insult. Like I've I've never been insulted afterwards. That's I, I think I can I can consider that a win. You're insulted ever. Hey, nice job, fatty. Why don't you get that big head with that double chin down there and get to work? Gross. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? That's so mean. You're built like a melted candle. Uh, sexual red flags. They say asking too many questions, having someone, um, having someone interested in what pleases and turns you on is a good thing. But when those questions turn into stress building drama, it can really affect your mental and physical performance. Such as, are you finished yet? How about now? Really? Still? Do you like that? Yeah. If you notice a pattern of any of those, one or more of those, then you might re reconsider what you got going Boy, on, man. If she's cutting you down while you're new, that's fucking <laughs> rough, dude. <laughs> Taking a shot at you. <laughs> uh, look at you and your little dick. What? Well, maybe if you made more money, I'd be more excited about what we're doing here. But you know what? You get what you pay for, and you can't pay much, so you're not getting much. Well, that's a very insulting thing to say. Very specific. Uh, science backs up ways to boost your sex life. What's a good way to boost your sex life? Well, some of these things require a lot of work. Some of them, not much work at all. Well, probably one of them is exercise, right? Uh, this is the things that you do together. Uh-oh. By the way, one of them is the opposite of taking a pot shot at somebody. <laughs> hey, look at you, skin tag McGee. Uh, Shut up! Psychologists and relationship experts together, uh, they spend their careers studying couples, and they've found some common patterns between people who report having great sex lives versus people who report having shitty sex lives. Based on a study of 70,000 people in 24 different countries, these are the tips at the end of the day that will lead to a better sex life. And none of them, it says none of them involve what you do in the bedroom. Well, I guess. 
A lot of this is, uh, you know, like the opening act. Oh, this is going to be a lot of foreplay. And setting the table. Uh, say I love you to your partner at least once a day and really mean it. Taking time to express your emotions rather than just rush through the... Uh, let me tell At the end of a phone call, will do wonders for your relationship. All right, I got that, I I got I, that box checked. I don't know how to say it any other way. Yeah, let me tell. All right, late, bye. All right. Or you do that real quick where you don't even announce it. You're like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Kiss your partner passionately. Do it often and for no reason. I'm not doing it for no reason. There's no, a then, reason. I be, then I become a suspect. What was that for? What'd you do? I don't know. I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, you wanted some making out or something. Maybe a little lip service. No, you've, you've, you've done something. I don't know what it is right now, but I'll find out. Oh, they also say that kissing releases feel-good hormones, <laughs> increases intimacy between partners, and it also sparks the flame. Cuddle together. Cuddling is an important part of a good sex life, they say. Oh, 96% of the people that said they have a bad sex life also say, 96% of them say there's no cuddling. Oh, not at all? No. Well, that's sad. Show your affection. You don't have to make out in public if PDA isn't your thing, but just holding hands is a great way to express your love in a public setting. What about putting your hand down the back pocket of her jeans? Why does it have to be a public setting? Have a romantic date at least once a week. The romantic part is important. It's not rolling through the Sonic, turning on your headlights and waiting for the pretzel bun hot dog to be delivered. Although... You're at your most aroused when you're waiting for that pretzel hot dog to be delivered. Those tater tots. It says it could be as low-key as cooking a meal together or even watching a movie cuddling as part of the date. Ooh, take a romantic vacation. Carve out some time. We're going to one of those sex hotels we've heard so much about. I believe it's pronounced motel. (laughs) Putting your relationship in a new environment can create space for the romance to grow and new adventures to help you make a stronger connection. You should give compliments if you want to boost your sex life. You're right. That's the opposite of put-downs. Right. What they call those back in grade school, there were warm fuzzies and cold pricklies. Yeah, yeah. Like, give warm fuzzies. Don't give warm pricklies. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the compliment. It's a lot different than the fucking rips you do most of the time. Thank you. Come over here, titty boy. Okay. Stay good friends. You probably like this. You probably love your partner. (laughs) But it's important to like them, too, at the core of every healthy relationship. I imagine some of the people taking that survey were like, oh, fuck it, I'm out. Uh, They say a good, strong, emotional connection will strengthen your friendship and the relationship. And being friends with somebody, I guess, evidently boosts your sex life, too. All right, I can get that. Yeah, you're not also my you're not my husband, you're also my best friend. Right. That's something. <laughs> I like who's that's something. That is something. All right, the differences between how men and women view cheating. I mean, I think we already know how this is gonna split down the middle. Um as what you know, because when it comes to cheating, there's two different ways you can cheat, emotional and physical. I think we see where the lines are gonna be drawn here in a second. I bet men are more incensed about the physical, where women are more incensed about the emotional. They ask, how do you define cheating in a relationship? 
all couples must do their homework, um, learn each other's triggers, and learn how to help your partner before trouble begins. They say you need to set boundaries. Do you do you need to set boundaries, or do we all pretty much know where the boundaries are? I think we all probably are I, pretty close. I don't think my wife and I have ever sat down and discussed the boundaries, because I think we know what the boundaries are. Well, that would also be weird for you to go home today and look at your wife and say, so what do we, what's cheating exactly? Why do you ask? Well... I mean, I think it's clear. We, we all need to have clear definitions. Yeah, it's part, Just yeah. want to make sure we're on the same page. The way I've always defined it, if I wouldn't do it in front of my wife, then it's probably cheating. That's a pretty good way to go about it, and it keeps you really safe. It's critical not to just understand how your partner defines infidelity. Uh-oh. But also, what actions make them uncomfortable, even if they don't consider it cheating? What if you disagree on what constitutes cheating? <laughs> what about a little making out? <laughs> oh, my God. It says... A little light finger banging. An example, one partner might only view intercourse with someone else as a true betrayal, while the other might think commenting on an ex's Instagram post also be crossing the line. There's a big difference between the two. Hey, who are those people that are like, as long as you didn't fuck her, I guess it's fine. Those people to me aren't married. They're dating. Listening to your partner, uh, listen to your partner to understand their view. Try not to convince them of your view. They are allowed to define cheating any way that they want, and you must decide if you can, uh, you know, live with that. Whoa, here's a new one. Micro-betrayals. What is that? That sounds rough. It basically, it's just a bunch of tiny betrayals like that death, eventually add up to something huge. Like death by a thousand paper cuts? Yeah. If your partner's micro-betrayals are too triggering for you to handle, you have two choices. <laughs> Walk away. Or not, I guess. Your micro-betrayals wow. are too much for me. I'm leaving. You may not see eye to eye, but you must authentically be willing to respect each other's wishes. If you don't, won't, or can't, then your relationship will forever be functioning on a uh, foundation of mistrust. The key is to not necessarily have the same exact definitions or criteria for cheating, but being able to honor and respect your partner's preferences and wishes. Uh, what a betrayal. Well, it was more of a micro-betrayal. I don't even know what that means. Baby, come on. It was just a little micro-betrayal. So... Oh, they say there's different levels of cheating, by the way. Uh, gender differences originate for both men and women. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, trying to get down to the brass taxes here. Uh, obviously, there is... Uh, keep in mind, there are many generalizations, meaning every individual relationship is unique. There are plenty of guys who might be hurt by an emotional affair, just as there are plenty of women who might not be able to forgive the physical one. But there are different perspectives when it comes to levels of cheating. Obviously, the biggest level of cheating for you is what? Physical. Right. Like the most physical of the physical. Yeah. But, like butt stuff. When two become one. Yeah. yeah. Penis and vagina. But a well, wife may be different. They may say, well, you know, the physical is, you know, sometimes I, get, I don't like when they say, you know, sometimes people get carried away. Now, like, I don't understand. Hey. I don't understand the people who are like some of it's okay, but some of it's not because usually some of it leads to a lot of it. I would be concerned if my partner was like, "Yeah, I understand. Sometimes people get carried away." Wait a minute, you are awfully lackadaisical about 
people that, getting carried hey, away. That means that she gets carried <laughs> away. I think if you're okay with some of it, then you're okay with doing some of it. That's right. why you're okay with some You're like, oh, I, well. They say the men are much more affected, obviously, by the physical cheating. One theory is that men are more, more visually attracted at first to women whose bodies prompt their brain to view, view, view them as child bearers, regardless of which features attract them. Uh, men tend to fall hard and fast. The experience stimulates the brain to produce uh, oxytocin, which creates a feeling of being attracted and uh, committed. Uh, 54% of heterosexual men and only 35% of women say sexual infidelity is more upsetting. Physical sexual infidelity. I think uh, it's all pretty upsetting, don't you? 65% of heterosexual women and 46% of dudes agree that emotional infidelity is way worse than the physical. So well, you're, that one also requires a little bit of thought and effort and like conscious engagement, doesn't it? They say the women are more often emotionally dialed in, and that's why they're more in tune with the emotional infidelity and more offended by the emotional infidelity than the physical stuff. Hmm. So you have a better chance, by the way, if you're keeping score home, you have a much better chance as a man of getting physically involved with a woman and being forgiven than you would be getting emotionally involved with a woman and being forgiven. So uh, the choice is yours, however you choose to proceed. We find it best to just ignore all that information altogether. Any is bad. All right, so here we go. This is the worst person on the planet. This is truly unbelievable. And it's two girls, 16 and 17 years old. This is as bad as it gets, all right? They're both in trouble for theft to a human corpse after they shared a Snapchat video of themselves of stealing th- jewelry from a 25-year-old dead guy. Of course they shared it on Snapchat. Twenty. They found a 25-year-old guy. He was dead in a drainage ditch. What are they doing hanging out in a drainage ditch? Uh, Bethany and an unnamed 16-year-old friend found the dead guy last Monday. In the video, the younger girl said she likes the man's necklace, at which point... The older girl reaches down and removes it from the dead guy. Plus, I imagine a drain a corpse drainage ditch is not the cleanest situation. You're gonna want to wipe that necklace down. They then call the friend who arrived and called 911. Oh, right off the bat, the 17-year-old kid admitted to taking the necklace. Uh, oh, nope. They didn't even take the necklace. They took the necklace off. They took the chain, chucked it into the grass, and they kept the medallion. The younger girl told police that she had put the man's medallion on her own necklace because it matched her fashion style. <laughs> and I bet there's some sort of really bizarre charge they're going to get, like defiling a corpse or something. Something that you really don't want on your record because you got to explain it. Yeah. Well, the charge of theft of a human corpse is, is one of the charges. They expect Yikes. to charge them with more, obviously, because it was, you know, essentially a burglary. Uh Yep, and you're uh, you're 17 years old, and your name is out there around town in the newspaper because you literally you stole from a dead man. This is gonna ruin my senior year. Hey, this is gonna ruin everything. How quickly do your parents pack up your shit and move you away? 
I don't want to go live at grandma's in Illinois. I'm sorry, you're going to live with grandma in Illinois. Yeah, but they got like, how are you going to wear a dead guy's medallion? Like, that, that was on a corpse floating in a drainage ditch, and you're like, oh, it looks great. It's going to look great on me. Well, it matched her sense of fashion, so obviously it makes sense. So there you go. There's the worst people. Awful. So that also wraps up this week's uh, very informative podcast. Here's your freaking podcast with the Jason Lee Clark Show. Thanks for going, uh, coming along with us for the ride. Uh, we do it every Tuesday. You can stay up to date again, all things jlnkshow.com, and we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.